The opinions expressed on the following sponsored program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its staff, management, or sponsors. It's Down to Business with Jack Miller. Forget what they teach you in school. This is real life. Not Wall Street, but Main Street. He and his guests will answer your questions and provide you with valuable information. Stay tuned and join in the conversation. Follow them on Facebook at Jack Miller Down to Business or on Twitter at HJackMiller1. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show. We're super excited to be here. Here once again with my main man, Todd Cohen. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great, Jack. How are you? I'm good. And I feel like I'm doing a public service today because... I'm going to tell you, we're bringing on a guest who I'm excited to have. He's an attorney. I think he's in California, and he focuses on, I think, patent and copyright infringement. He'll correct me if I'm wrong, but let me set the stage, then we'll bring him on, because I want to tell you, this literally happened to to me. Uh, One of our companies, we had a website up for, I'm guessing, five years. Some web developer who I have no clue put it up and put a beautiful picture of the skyline of New York. And then one day we get a letter from a law firm in California that says that we illegally used their picture, and unless we settle with them and give them some exorbitant amount of money, uh, they're going to take us to court for copyright infringement, blah, 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 blah. Uh, We ultimately, I I first thought it was a scam. I Googled the name of the law firm, and I found there were hundreds, probably, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people who were talking about it online. The same thing happened to them, and I found it was, I don't think it was a scam. Uh, We ultimately settled because, in speaking to our lawyers, it would have cost us more money to fight it, Uh, but it killed me because I felt like I was being hijacked, and I started to look into it. There's a lot of stuff going on the internet that you think is free material that's not, and with that... Uh, I want to bring on Steve Vondren. Steve, are you there? I am. Hey, Jack. Hey, Todd. How are you guys doing today? Good. Doing great. Steve, uh, I, I don't know if you could hear me, but I told everyone what happened to us. Maybe start by giving a little bit of your background and the law that you specialize in. And then I want to, again, because I think what happened to us is we put up innocently a picture of the skyline of New York and found ourselves on the bad end of uh, a matter. And I think a lot of people are taking a lot of stuff from the Internet. They're using it. They don't realize that it's not theirs to use. And this was with music and pictures. So I'm sorry. No, I apologize. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what kind of law you've practiced on, then I have a bunch of questions for you. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, so um, I practice law in the area of copyright infringement, and you mentioned patent. I actually don't do patent law. It requires a special um, bar license to actually be a patent lawyer. So I'm I'm an intellectual property lawyer that specializes in copyright infringement, so that deals with um, any, almost anything you can find on the internet that could be movies that could, we do a lot of software cases and photo infringement cases. We represent both plaintiff and defendant on photo infringement cases, just depending on the case. And I have to also put out a, just a quick disclaimer that this is general legal information only and not legal advice. We're not allowed to actually give legal advice. So with that, I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. So uh, I get this is not legal advice, good disclaimer. So what happened to us, as I think I told you before, is we innocently, I don't even know who did it, took a picture from somewhere of the skyline of New York. We put it up on one of our websites. It was up for, I'm guessing, five-plus years. And out of the blue, we got a letter from a law firm in California 
basically saying we, we had no right to use their picture, and unless we settled with them, we're, they're going to sue us for, blow, for X amount of money. Um, so right. walk us through what is what are you allowed to use from the Internet? What, you know, the letter I don't think was a scam, but walk us through because some of the some of the things that I think a lot of other businesses are thinking the same thing that happened to us, that their people are going on the Internet, they're copying pictures and they're using them. Right. And, you know, that's and that's exactly right now. So what happens? People find typically, uh, you know, the clients that, that come to us. Typically, they have found something on Google Images or they found something on what they thought was a, you know, royalty-free website. They find photos that they want to use, and they assume they don't see a copyright notice. Uh, most of the times, you won't see a copyright notice, but actually, that's not actually required. So that, that's one thing that fools a lot of people. So you have a webmaster that says, hey, here's a good photo. This mixes in well with what we're trying to do on our website. Let's just grab it and use it. You know, who's, who's going to find out? I mean, it's a big, big universe out on the Internet. So nobody's going to find out. And if they did, did would just take it down. So that's kind of the, the common scenario. It sounds like that's what happened to you. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the way the copyright laws work in the United States and probably half the world is that photos, when you take them or illustrations or images, anything that's creative that's fixed in a tangible medium like a digital image or something on the Internet is copyrighted, whether or not you actually register that with the copyright office. So that's really where the common myth that most people don't quite understand. They think if you don't see the copyright symbol, it's free to use. And, you know, the copyright symbol would probably scare off most people. They would say, ah, oh, that's copyrighted. But the Google Images is, is the big place where people find them. But when you, if you look on Google Images, when you click on one of those images, it will tell you there'll be a little link down there that says this image may be subject to copyright. And I think most people don't bother to look at that or, you know, they're just, you know, they're in a hurry. They want to get the image and get it up on the website. So that's typically the sort of the genesis of these cases. And then, you, of course, you have these companies that are, you know, scouring the Internet looking for their photos using a product like TinEye is one of them, you know, which where you can put your photos in as a photographer and you can see if your photos out there. And that's probably what happened in your case, I'm guessing. Now, if it's a public place like a New York City skyline or a bridge or a building or, or a tree or something, I mean, who's to say that someone else didn't take the exact same picture from the exact same spot? No, that's a great question, and, and you, need to, you need to find out. And usually when you're dealing with a company in a demand letter, not always, I would say the, the more reputable companies that are you know, in – copyright, photo infringement, recovery, things like that, they're going to include a copyright, you know, with the demand letter. So you'll actually see the copyright and they'll show you the picture. Now that doesn't actually match it up. To actually match it up, you would have to call the copyright office and get a copy of whatever it was, you know, the specimen or example that, that they uh, submitted. And then you can match it up if you want to go to that length. Of course, that's going to cost you a little bit of money. Um, but, you know, if you want to verify, that's a great question, you know, trust but verify. So, yeah, you don't know for sure. A lot of times you're taking the word for, you know, the law firm that's sending you the letter. 
and the copyright registration symbol. I assume when you guys got the letter, there was a, a copyright registration included. Uh, there actually wasn't, uh, but we, I, I said to them, how do I know you, you represent the client, show me proof of it, and they ultimately followed up with proof of that copyright and proof that they represented the client. And it was, Todd, just right. a generic picture of the skyline of New York. Right. So I guess the first thing, Steve, is before people put pictures up on their websites or use them in any of the marketing, they should make sure that they have the rights to, because I didn't even think about it, to be That's candid right. with and you. I, and I told you, you know, when I found out that, that he was joining us today, I told you that for my website, uh, I did just that. I actually purchased the rights to my picture from the photographer who took it. Todd, you're smarter than I was. We just uh, a web developer. <laughs> so we just use so yeah. so I guess that's the first lesson, Steve. But the second thing is when, if someone receives a letter like this, uh, what should they do? I, obviously they should call you. Your social media contact information is going to be on the screen. Uh, so people are going to be able to see it. They're going to can look you up, but sh sh they should I guess not assume these are scams. Well, that's a very I mean, that's a great point. Um, and you know, I, I'll tell you Yesterday, I got an email from somebody that they essentially had five photos that they had used from a well-known photographer, and you know there was a legal demand for fifty-five thousand. So you know that's a little over you know ten thousand dollars a photo, and and you know so my first question was you know before you do anything, yeah, you got to make sure this email is real. You know, I mean, if you think about all the scams that are out there, all these Nigerian scams and everything else. You know, yeah, the first thing you better do is make sure it's a real email address. You better call somebody. You better, you know, check out their credentials, number one, because even if you got a letter for $800, let's say, you know, you don't want to send out $800 to some address at, you know, some P.O. box somewhere. So I, I would say step one, make sure it's not a scam. I mean, that's the first thing you want to do. Now, if you can't figure it out yourself, you might want to call a lawyer and, and ask, you know, is, does this look legit? And I get that question all the time in a, in a wide variety of cases. Is this legit? Is this a scam? Um, you know, so that's, yeah, that's step number one. But, you know, to Todd's point, you know, about the images, you know, just for an example, and what pretty much your, your best bet is to do what he did, either get your permission or use, use one of these stock photo sites like, like Getty, or iStock Photo, or Fotolia. Those are two that I use. So, but then you can, you can sort of rest assured because, you know, they will indemnify you if something is found to be unlicensed. You know, so in other words, you just sleep better by night doing it that way as opposed to, you know, trying to find things on the Internet. So I, I don't mean to sidetrack on you, but I just wanted to follow up on his point, which is really good. Right. And so I, I was telling Jack also when we found out you would be on, Steve, that there was an episode, I guess, last season in the show Silicon Valley. I don't know if you watched the show, but there just this exact thing happened um, to the to the startup firm in that show where they had code that they used for whatever they were trying to develop out there. And there was a lawyer who basically was known to basically search for any use that infringed upon certain codes and send, you know, threatening emails saying my client demands X dollars to you or or we're going to take you to court. And this there was a you know, the guy was sort of like a huckster, but, it, you know, it was a funny episode, but it, it actually really personified this case and showed how prevalent it can be 
uh, I guess, on the Internet, which is endless. And uh, so it's very interesting that that made it into the mainstream. Well, and, and that's what I said. So you're talking there in codes. You know, we're talking photos as well. I mean, the same thing happens in the software world as far as, you know, my clients who get software audit letters. You know, they're like, how did they find out about this? I said, well, look at your LinkedIn profile. It says there that you have AutoCAD skills and somebody looks you up and finds out you don't have a license. Next thing you know, you're getting a demand letter. So, I mean, it's, it's going on. That's, you know, it's internet infringement. You know, for a lot of companies, this is becoming a, a secondary profit center, sometimes almost as good as their, their primary profit center. So, yeah, the, the law firm, Todd, who went after us, they are literally all over the internet. And there were cases of people who ignored the letter and they got sued and they got big judgments against them and people who settled. Um, when someone, like you said, demanded 50000 or whatever figure you gave, like how much negotiation is in that? Or what, what do you do? Well, that's a, you know, that's a starting demand letter. I, I don't know what your starting demand letter was on your case, but typically they start, I would just say, you know, generally really high. And, you know, they're willing to come down, I would say, you know, fairly low to low. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of fat in there to be negotiated out. But that's, you know, part of part of the job of what we do. Or if you handle it yourself, that's, you know, that's obviously what you're trying to do. So, you know, I have a guy right now that's trying to negotiate one on his own. And, you know, I gave him just some general information. And so, you know, he's got he's got him down to, you know, about 1400 or so. So, you know, he's done a pretty good job. And I think they I want to say they started at that 55 or seven, somewhere up in that zone. So, you know, so it came down pretty good. He's not done working on it. So, you know, but, will but these, yeah, there's there's a lot of room for negotiation, in my opinion. If you don't settle, will they actually take you to court? Well, that's a great question. There are some there there are some photographers that, you know, because they are, you know, really high, I would say high level photographers with, you know, really, I mean, they, you know, I've seen photographers with really great work that you can't find on these stock photo sites. They're kind of above and beyond. I mean, they're really professional. They may have studios. Um, I have a client that is very professional, has a studio. And in, in those cases where, you know, you're asking for a fair and realistic amount and you can't get the case settled, it's filing a lawsuit is, you know, you're talking about 400 bucks to file a lawsuit in federal court, another maybe 150, 200 bucks to sue somebody, serve somebody that someone's in complaint. So it's about $600 plus drafting the complaint. So, you know, in most cases, I, I have a feeling I know the firm you're dealing with, they do file suits. And, and I was looking just yesterday to see where they're at. And there was a bunch of suits filed in the central central district of California. So yeah, some will file suits. Um, That's why it's also important to know whether or not the photo at issue is actually copyrighted with the U S copyright office, because if it's not um, in the firm that I'm thinking of, they take either case, they advertise, we take them copyrighted or uncopyrighted, you know, either one. Um, but to go into federal court, it's a requirement to, to have registered it with the United States Copyright Office before you go into court, which is why when if you get a letter, you want to find out, is this copyrighted? Let me see the registration. You want to know that because if it's not registered, you, in my opinion, you can really grind down on that settlement amount. 
Either way, the problem that we faced is just to fight it uh, would cost us more than we settled it for. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem, really. If it, if the if the photos registered, um, the problem, you know, I guess, you know, on the plaintiff side of life, you know, the copyright law is great because it allows attorney attorney fees to be granted, and that's really your problem. By the time you hire an, a lawyer. You know, you probably can't find anyone for less than 2500 I would say, probably at the bare minimum, um, to, to take your case. Now you're out that $2,500. If you, if you don't have a valid defense, that means you've infringed. Now that means you're going to pay an infringement fee, plus you're going to pay their settlement fee. So now you're talking more money than had you just settled it in the first place. So the you're right on that. The answer is everyone should do what Todd does. Check their website and buy the photos <laughs> and have to not worry about this. Well, Steve. CallTodd.com. I, I, I like it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Steve, I really appreciate it. Uh, your social media contact is going to be up here. Uh, it, uh, Steve has a, U, a YouTube channel, uh, Attorney Steve Law at YouTube, Facebook page, Attorney Steve Law on Facebook. Uh, we'll have all your contact information. Steve, I appreciate you coming on, and I think you're going to save people a lot of money by just updating their stuff. And yeah. don't forget, there's also a fair use defense that most people don't know about. I have videos on it at my YouTube channels. That's really the best place to learn about that. Check. I appreciate it, guys. I'm a big fan of your show, and keep up the good work. Thanks, all right. Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Todd, you got to be careful with everything you do out there. We're hearing all the crazy beeps in the background. I don't know if our audience is hearing it, but hey, I mean, whatever. Beeps. beeps, beeps. What are you going to do? But you, you know what the answer is? You have to do everything in life from a defensive position. Right. Because we didn't even... In our case, again, maybe we were stupid. Maybe I should have asked the web developer five years ago, where'd you get the picture from? But... When you make a mistake in life, you usually end up having to pay for it. It's sort of like when you're in like a fender bender and you know you have a deductible with your insurance or your auto insurance and whatever it is, maybe it's a $2,000 deductible. Well, if you're in a, in a scrape that costs like eight or $900, you know you're going to eat that. You're not going to file with it because it, it costs more to file with your insurance company than it does to, to just pay it off. So that's sort of like what, what happened here. And I'm sure these law firms that that go after people who make these mistakes know that. Of and course. You're just, you're just going to pay the fee. And like I said, for 15 minutes of their time, you know, 10 minutes looking at the Internet and finding it, and, and five minutes making the phone call to you, you know, they're going to make it, you know, whatever it is, $800, $2,000, whatever it is, and, and they'll make their money. Okay, with that, we got to end it, break it down. Every small business owner, play from defense. Look at everything that someone can attack you from and try to shore up your lines because that's the only way you can do it. That's I hope right. you learned from this show. It was good seeing you. Check us out on YouTube, like us on Facebook and Twitter and all the other stuff. Thank you again, and we'll see you another time with another great guest. Pro Ta tips. We love giving pro tips. Pro tips. What's in that? You always pro tips. What's that? We just gave our audience pro tips of how to defend themselves against a potential lawsuit. Okay, pro tips. That's my new word of the day. There Thank you, you all. We'll see you another time. Take care. All right. Take care, Jeff. Here we go. The opinions expressed on the preceding sponsored program were strictly those of its hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of the station, its staff, management, or sponsors. When